Yo, yo, what's going on? This is the Messy Truths Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. And I am Mazar, tuning in from NYC. All right. I'm always the middle child. So it's Nisha from Kanagahage. I'm excited today. I'm the one leading the show with some fucked up game craze. So I'm, I'm excited, folks. I'm excited. What's up? What's up? This is Mar reporting live from Montreal. So what's up, ladies? You good? Yes. Um, it snowed in Montreal. I was traumatized yeah. and then it disappeared. It's coming. It didn't last. It didn't last long. It really didn't last that. Long. No, but it's coming. The oh. snow is like that. That friend that when they come, you're like, oh damn. Yeah. You're here, but you can't do anything about it. So I'm excited this week, ladies. Uh, we are doing a games edition. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I do love games. And actually, there's been an increase in adult games over the last three years, especially with the pandemic, especially virtual games. And my God, adult coloring. Like, bitch, didn't you color when you were a kid? Why do you need to color now? Apparently, it brings you peace and, like, serenity and whatever. I don't do it, but I color with my kids against my will. You gotta you gotta find what works for you. There's coloring, there's uh puzzles. My stupid ass went and did a big jigsaw puzzle and that was quite it was pretty annoying, you know? And then there's other <laughs> stuff like uh putting on live DJ sets that are all over IG and dancing alone in the kitchen mm. and you know and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you gotta keep it. But here's my thing, you go to Indigo, you go to Indigo, which is kind of like chapters in, in New York, mm-hmm. right? And they want you to pay $20 for a coloring book. Bitch, if you're going to color, I'm going to the dollar store. I'll get you a kid's coloring book, and then you can color. And let's shout out to Kate Chinada, Montreal's homegrown, who just dropped his new EP. Yep. I was happy. And I really, um, mad respect to that track for Haiti. Uh, you know, lots of bad things happening in Haiti every day, all day in that republic. So I really appreciated that track a lot and the fact that it's in creole i thought that was mad dope that was an awesome track so, i really like that one it was an awesome track it was dope you know and, and of course shout out to her you know the, the rest but i just think with the it's nice to see kechanada like you know using his music for political movement and human movement so mm-hmm. i'm all about that stuff so <laughs> i'm laughing because i'm the games master today and i really like card games that make you like that kind of fuck you up so the game we're playing this week is a game recommended to me by a friend and it's called convo and chill and it's 99 controversial conversation oh, cards God damn it and so yeah it's it's um it's interesting folks and you can check it out on Amazon. And if I'm not mistaken, it's a Black-owned business who makes them. I'm also a big fan of Cards Against Humanity. Uh, <laughs> I love I, I think Cards I Against Humanity. love this game. I actually might have an old card from my birthday that I sent to both of you that was like, what will you find in heaven? And our answers were like, poor African children, AIDS, folks <laughs> oh who molested folks. <laughs> so Cards Against Humanity um it's really cool i've actually created a teacher version for cards for humanity getting the kids to do nice things Mm -hmm. but yeah the game we're playing today is called convo and chill and if anyone is interested in playing them with me i'd be happy to to play because i actually play them every birthday with my friends around the world and they're like they put me in charge like the game master 
All right. So I've got a question for you ladies. We're going to start. And uh, I'll be nice. We'll start with a nice question. So for the listeners, I've seen the cards before. So I've had a chance to think. But Oz and Mar are going to get like card slapped. They have no clue what's coming. So I've selected if you've played Convo, Convo and Chill, you know, some of the questions are like. Yo, friendships could break up. Wow, okay. just put us on the spot. Just put us on the spot, okay. why don't you? So the first, it's going to be easy. The first one is, can you genuinely be in love with two people at once? Oz, you go first. In the sun. No. I say no. <laughs> I say no. This one's easy for me. No. My answer is okay. N-O. So you cannot genuinely be in love with two people no, at the same time. No, wait, is it like this Why? is like this is a personal answer, right? Not like can the general public Of course. Um, no, no, no. This is an Aussie answer. Yeah, no, I, I cannot. I feel like when I am in love with somebody, I can't even see anybody else. Like I can't I don't see them. They mm. can walk right in front of me and I just don't see them. So like I have like a you know, like a very kind of focal type of love. So when I love, I love hard, and I just I cannot love more than one. So it's a big no. Big no. Mar, she's she's answered now, so it's her turn. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say yes. It is possible. Uh, okay, so is it like in love, in lust, or are you genuinely in love with both? I mean, look for me. If I find, okay, I'm I'm married. I found my person. Um, but I'm, I'm saying just, you know, outside of myself, it is totally possible. I've seen it, you know, there's people I've seen over, over the course of my life that I've lived thus far where, yeah, it is possible to love more than one person or be in love with more than one person. But I, I don't think that's necessarily, uh, an impossible feat or wouldn't be, I would think for me, I, I'm saying like, oh no, you know, no, it, it's not that way now, but at the same time. I'm thinking anything is possible in life. You could meet mm -hmm. one person who has a set of qualities and characteristics that are incredibly dope and makes them an awesome human being. And then you could, you could definitely meet another person and find them and discover, Hey, this person is out of this world. I absolutely love them. Um, they've just got amazing qualities, just, just an incredible personality. Um, and on top of that, I'm, I'm a big believer that in, you know, yes, I do think that you can find a soulmate, but I think that you have more than one. I don't think there's only one person mm. for you in your lifetime. I mean, if that were the case, then what the hell are people doing getting married like twice and three times and making you know, mistakes? Mm. They're, um, ma but <laughs> they're making mistakes, but you also you also can find your soulmate in your twenties, and you can find another soulmate <laughs> in your thirties or your forties or your fifties. So you're, you're talking about decades soulmates? No, I'm with you. I actually think that you can have multiple soulmates too, and they don't all have to be romantic. I mean, look. But I'm just saying, I feel like when that next guy comes and you feel like they're so incredible, so, I mean, for me personally, it kind of just takes the light off of the other guy. If I'm now, you know, yeah. interested in you, I might be not so interested in you. So that I'm, I'm interested uh, in multiple people, really. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I, I think I, I think it's possible because I think love is a choice right? I think staying in love is a choice. Um, so I think it's possible. I mean, I've been in these kind of weird situations. 
Um, I also think it depends on your energy levels. Like I'm a person who connects quite easily to folks. And I um, definitely see, like, I, I told you both, right? When I was in Vancouver, I spontaneously fell in love with this poor woman who just needed love. I don't mean in love, like I was trying to get her between the sheets. I meant in love, like my heart just burst right. open in, in friendship. So I, I definitely think it's possible. And the, the question should be, can you can you genuinely balance the two people you're in love with at the same time? Now, that's a that's, hard. That's game, more so. of a difficult situation, you know. And it and it does yeah. come down to a decision. Just because you are in love with someone, it doesn't necessarily mean that you act on it, right? Right. Or be with them. Yeah. Right. Like. Right. All right. So that was pretty easy. No wounds. No wounds. Okay. Ladies. Made it through okay. round one. We're okay. We're good. Okay. <laughs> this one is pretty easy, actually. We're warming up, right? Um, we're lubricating. Oh, <laughs> Let's go. Here we go. This one, you may take a moment. Um, name a deal breaker for you in a relationship. Cheating. Ooh, I don't need a moment. Cheating. Deal breaker. Okay. Well, you think Moz, 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 Moz I'm putting your names together. Moz, Moz. Um, Moz for me, it's someone who forgets my birthday. All right. We know. We fucking know. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> That's like a total deal breaker. So I'm giving you time, Mar, to think. So first of all, I'm not available. But if I was and you forgot my birthday, it would be over immediately. Okay. Uh, with the yeah. Wow. Hold on, Mar, while you think, I want to elaborate. So cheating, right, for me is a big deal breaker because I can't get over it. So I just want to give that, you know, additional piece. I've seen people. But that's how I feel about the birthday. Fair enough. And I've seen people come out of relationships where they, you know, where one partner was cheating and they came out of it stronger. They went to therapy. They're like super, you know, like in a different type of bond. Some might call it trauma bonding, but I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like it, <laughs> it, it happens that some people absolutely can overcome that and can understand what led to that and can forgive and can grow from it. I personally, I'm just not that mature. So it's a deal breaker <laughs> for me. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. Okay. So right, I, I have a few deal breakers and I think they kind of are like, I don't know how to position them, but let me just say the first thing on my list is um, humiliation or embarrassment. Oh, oh. oh yeah. That's a, yeah. That's a good one. So there okay so years ago i would have said yeah cheating that's a deal breaker but then when you get into a situation where you're with somebody who's you're in a commitment you realize like okay there's a lot of factors around that act so mm -hmm. it's not just cut and dry um but at the same time if there's a situation where you have been unfaithful and it results in exposure uh, that leads to embarrassment or other people coming to me and saying, uh, I found out <laughs> that this is going on with your partner or, you know, or, you know, there's something online that has been exposed or whatever the case may be mm. like embarrassment, oh, yeah. humiliation. You've mm -hmm. literally crossed that line. Um, the other thing for me is, uh, just really just like verbal abuse. I absolutely hate. Oh yeah, no one's. I right. hate verbal abuse, and I don't like that. I don't like, um, you know, 
you know, just gaslighting, manipulation, all of that stuff. Like it's just, mm-hmm. I uh. hate that stuff. I absolutely hate it. So I, I yeah. would say you take your gas. Yeah. I mean, look, you make a mistake. I'm all for people making mistakes. And mm-hmm. you've, as long as you're remorseful about it, I'm totally um, open to forgiveness in, in those areas. But if you're not remorseful about it, or you give me an on, un- un- is it unauthentic or inauthentic? Inauthentic. inauthentic uh apology that is not followed up by changed behavior that that's where you're losing me and it may not be like a staccato get the fuck out <laughs> immediately <laughs> it might just be like you have worn me down over time i i, I really I, i've had enough i, I gotta get out so mm-hmm. it's it's embarrassment humiliation um and 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 verbal abuse yeah and just an, an, a lack of like, just a lack of changed behavior. And you, like, don't apologize if you don't want to make any changes. Mm-hmm. There's no point. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Apology is an action. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. An ongoing mm-hmm. action. Yeah. All right. So you survived that question. Don't worry. They're a little bit light. So you're okay. Um, if you were trapped in one city for the rest of your life, which city would it be? I'm here now, baby. One city for the rest of your life. I'm in New York. I would never leave. I find that I wish I could fall in love with New York the way you are, Oz. When I think of New York, I just think grimy. And I I don't know why I don't like it. I mean, I've enjoyed it more. No, but it's the birth of hip hop. I love hip hop. Yeah, I know, but it doesn't have to be that way. Like some people are really, listen, there's a lot of ugly here. It is a lot of ugly. But, you know, there's just something about these these New York City streets that just give me life. And there's so much like it's just a different culture, a different vibe on every block, like in every neighborhood. The shit is wild. You yeah. Know? So like going to like Midtown or going downtown or going to Soho or going to Brooklyn, it's just all so different that I feel like, you know, I would never get bored. And, you know, that's a big thing for me. Boredom. Boredom's another deal breaker. Yeah, I think I, I think I, I'd like to spend some more time in New York, like a good month. Mm-hmm. Um, because every time I come down with the kids, I find like I like it more and more. But it, it's a it's a relationship that's growing on me. It's not like how I felt when I went to you know what too it could be too. I got ruined by the West Coast. I started going to the West Coast much younger. And I love the West Coast. I love the vibe. I love the chill. I love the energy of the West Coast. So now I'm like, nah. I'm not interested in anything that has snow or Oh, I feel related. you with that. With the weather, you're right. I, I, I want to be out because of the weather. But in terms of just the city, if I had to choose one, I chose it. Hmm. Mar? Uh... <laughs> I hope it's not Montreal. She can, she can say Montreal. I, I'm thinking about. I would, she could. I'm thinking about I'd healthcare. I'm thinking about healthcare. I'm thinking about where my family is. I mean, Montreal would be on the on the list just because my family is here and there is healthcare. You know, uh, not the best healthcare. Along with the quality is, is is wonderful, but um, yeah. I mean, every place every place has its good and bad, obviously. Um, but the other thing that comes to mind are two other places. One is New Orleans. Oh, I've never been. I want to go so badly. Oh, my God. I've had, I gotta go. I've had so much fun in New Orleans. It's so good. We I've only gone once. Trip. 
And it's just, it's just fabulous. I love that place. Um, and the other place, yeah, I agree. The other place that comes to mind is uh, Singapore. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Singapore is dope. So for me, I'm I'm heading there in June, so oh, we can podcast nice. from Singapore. Oh, I love that, that would place. be cool. I love it. Um, for me, the first thing I can't even lie that comes to my mind is London. Mm, I love London. Yeah. I mean, I I I love it back and forth and through and through, and I can still get the healthcare and less oppression. So that's something there that's important to me. Um, San Diego, I love San Diego. Oh, it's beautiful. I, I mean. It's it's amazing. I spent a lot of my time there, and um, but then you brought up healthcare, Mar. Um, I don't know about Vancouver because I don't know if you could live like you can get healthcare, a, but can you expensive. pay your rent? I mean, West Coast cities yeah. are expensive to live. You know, if you if you're sticking to yeah. like Vancouver, LA, those those cities in particular, yeah, it's it's costly. Yeah, you're definitely paying but, uh, for probably it. London, probably London. Um, you guys got yeah, a lot more London. pragmatic. Is that the right word with your answers? I'm just like going with I, the man, feels. I, <laughs> you know? I was going with the feeling. No, because London to me is probably what New York is for you. Yeah. London is the London is a. I guess it is like a, a British like New York. London like London is is the place where I saw Ice Cube for twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> uh, I, London is the place where Gregory Isaacs. God rest his soul slapped my ass at a concert. Yikes. Uh, Gregory yeah, Isaacs. like oh my we didn't God. even yeah, like we didn't know this part. Greg, like, yeah, London is the place where he I wanted first... you to be his night nurse. Yeah, no, no, that's cocaine. Oops, I said that loud. No, um no. London is the place where, you know, uh I mean I've got into brawls and broken wine bottles and my mom couldn't find me and she doesn't know. So <laughs> Oh my and God. London is my adult home. It's my adult home where you know, it's like almost like a big cheers where everyone knows your name. <laughs> I no, love it. Can I, I love just the culture. Tell you, I love though, the vibe. I feel you with that adult homeship because like, you know, I've been like, I grew up all over the world. Right. But like, yeah, th- first of all, I think this is, the, yeah, this I've lived in New York longer than I've lived anywhere. And at mm. this point, and it actually feels like home. And it's not because I've been here for this long. I remember specifically moving in to an apartment in Harlem and walking down the street and knowing my neighbors. And I can't tell you that I had that in Montreal even. I did not have that in Montreal. You know, like the last time I remember that was when I was in Iran, really, that's crazy as that sounds. Mm. And I was really young in Iran or I would be visiting in the summertime and that's the feeling that I got, like going to the bakery or going to the, here's the same place, yo, my, I know my my bodega people super well. You know, I know the the corner guys around the block so cool and like you know it's the same it's it's that feeling on every block so it's it's it is yeah. very home you know like mm-hmm. that that sense of home yeah that's how i feel in my building but when i step out of my building then i have to deal with oppression so, <laughs> um i don't like it but it, it's definitely how i felt in london like london i had a whole uh, scenario it's a strong going, sense right? of community you know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's definitely what i like all right this one's another easy one. Uh, you already know my answer. We talked about it before the show. If you could only eat one food item for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, God, this is so hard, Misha. Do I have to? If these are hard, wait till oh, we get into the man. other ones. This is hard. I mean, look, I have like, I have things that are my favorites, but if I would have to pick one. One. Oh my God, that's tough. Just one. That's really tough. Chocolate. I'm choosing... <laughs> 
I'm choosing Weetabix okay. with milk and dark chocolate. Wait, you oh, add you dark chocolate? chocolate hold on, hold on, hold on. You add dark chocolate, yeah. Oh. It takes Weetabix to a whole new level. Okay, good. Yeah. All right, cool. So now you're incorporating multiple things. So I feel like my answer is... Because it's a meal. My answer is going to be Nutella with white toast. <laughs> that wasn't so much better <laughs> than chocolate. reminds me, when we were kids and, you know, my mom was a single mom raising four of us. And, like, we were all craving for, like, something sweet. Yo, we would make toast put butter and sprinkle sugar on that shit and that shit mm-hmm. was delish yeah that shit hits and that, it, yeah, it, it hits it hits the spot i've had that it's amazing yeah man that's hard that's really 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 hard i don't know it's, it's really just... hard Ooh. especially because we go through like you know cravings of like savory versus sweet versus mm-hmm. whatever and it's just like i have lots of i love food this is a really tough one but i think if it's like if this is it and i got to choose I think I would be fine with eating toast and Nutella for the rest of my life. For me, it's Weetabix. I mean, it's already four years going. Why switch it up now? (laughs) This kind of ties into where I would live for the rest of my life because Montreal is a great food city. In spite of everything that is wrong with this place, you can get everything you need here. And I would be perfectly comfortable with eating West Indian food and mm. Asian food for the rest of my life if there was nothing else around. Just because, I mean, it is, it's awesome. It tastes great. Um, but yeah. if I had to pick one thing, like the one thing every single day, <laughs> you know what I was eating every single day when I was like early on in my weight loss journey was peanut butter. I would throw peanut butter mm-hmm. on, in so many things, in my smoothie, in my oatmeal, on um you know on on popcorn i drizzle some mm-hmm. some p- peanut butter on popcorn oh you really doing the most no but peanut butter is great popcorn? especially on the i i eat it i eat it with cheese what wait wait I'm wait, sorry. wait wait how oh yeah oh. i love it what i love it so my aunt god rest her soul um she used to make us toast with peanut butter and put slices of cheese on it yo i love that what? shit yeah i've never even heard of this love in my life like ever one of my London British habits. Love it. What kind of cheese? What that. kind of cheese? Um, sometimes mozzarella. Never cheddar. I don't like yellow cheese anyways. Right. But that shit is good. It's one of my other post-surgery no, things. No, you know what? I, I wanna say I, I would wanna say that I'd like I'm gonna try it, but to be very honest, I'm not. There's absolutely nothing appealing. I have no desire for that. No way. You know that stupid trend that everyone does on TikTok, the 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 mustard, the yellow mustard on the watermelon. No, that's nasty. No, 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 no. Nah, the only thing you get get on a boat and sail across the ocean. That is never happening in this household. The only thing you pair with watermelon is feta cheese. That's it. That's it, bro. And mint. I don't even know if I'd do that. I don't even just know. try it. Just, just trust me. Trust my Middle Easternness for one second. Just try. It. Just one time. Just one time. Just one time. Just one time. Why don't you trust my my taste buds? Yeah, because Fun it's fact, weird. I hate watermelon. Yo, peanut butter I hate cheese? watermelon. Oh, it's so good. On my birthday, Mar, I'm gonna serve them in the appetizers. Oh hell no! Try them. Everyone else can enjoy them. <laughs> It will definitely like, I, not be yo, I, I'll try that if Miranda tries watermelon with feta. You're you're bugging right now, by the way. I it's you know amazing. what? I'm sure I've I'm sure I've probably eaten it. I've eaten a lot of things over the years, but I just I wouldn't say that's my favorite thing. No, no. But peanut butter and cheese? I don't know. Oh my god, it's so good. With toast. Don't forget the toast, bro. It doesn't matter. Okay, what that's it's my on. stuff. 
It's so good. And you're here talking about watermelon. You're here talking trash. I hate watermelon. watermelon. I hate watermelon. watermelon My mom said that I ate it. My mom said I ate it so much as a kid that now it's like a total. So I've had eating compulsive things from a young. I was obsessive with my food from young. Uh, when I was two, I had an obsession with carrots. I would eat them. My hands turned orange. What? Yeah, my mom. That's my mom asked carrots. the doctor, like, <laughs> no, they were like, just leave her. At least it's not something else. Then it was McDonald's fries, which I'm sure they put cocaine in there because There's those are just good. They there. even smell good with the salt. But I gave those up. And then I, yeah, I eat things in like bulk. I don't, when I like something, I'm good. I don't need to go in. uh, I don't know. I might actually know this fun fact about McDonald's fries, but Nisha, do you know that there's more salt in McDonald's milkshakes than there is on fries, on McDonald's fries? That's nasty. I don't think I knew that. McDonald's milkshakes has a hell of a lot of sodium. It has a hell of a lot of it. Yeah. That's nasty. So this, this, I don't, that's only when the ice cream machine works and you can get a freaking milkshake. (laughs) Exactly. But you see, you know, when we used to like throw the salt all over the hot, hot uh, fries out of the oil, that's nothing compared to the salt that's in the milkshakes. Ew. Fun fact. Okay. Well, moving on from there, here's something salty. Mm Could you marry someone if the sex wasn't good? Oh God. <laughs> this is a big this is a big question because the assumption is that you guys had sex before you get married, correct? Yeah. Yes. I'm not doing it. If I know before that it's not good, I'm I don't know mm-hmm. if I can roll. I don't think I don't think I can. I'm not doing it either. No. It's a whole it's part of the whole package. Like how are you gonna yeah. like stay in love with somebody if it depends. You could teach them. You, you have time to, to teach together. you have time to teach them if you're fornicating before marriage and if you have that time go ahead but if it's not getting better I mean, this listen this guy must be amazing in every other aspect in his life for him to be lacking in this one and for me to want to make an effort to make it happen it's a part of it you, just to let you know listeners miranda is furiously shaking her head <laughs> saying hell to the motherfucking no that is you've been given a gift You've been I'm told what you're side. in for. I'm with Mar on this. I, I have to say, I've been in a similar situation. I mean, clearly it didn't work out because I married someone else. But um, it was hard. You know, I think it depends on the stage of your life, I think. When you're younger, I think you're willing to learn together. But as you get older, you're like, nah, bro, I need you to know what you're doing at that point. But The other thing, too, yeah. is uh, people tend to forget this part of women's maturity physical maturity especially women get very hot and heavy and in deeper need of sex as they get older that's just that's just facts science will tell you that the hormones start raging you need it it's gonna come up it'll come up it It may not come up in your 20s it may not be the need in in your 30s but it's sure going to be an important factor in your relationship when you're an older woman I'm just putting like that Jerry out there. Like Jerry Maguire, show me the sex. Mm-hmm. Show me the mm-hmm. sex. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Speaking of sex, is it okay if your fiance wants to invite their ex to your wedding? For me, this is a hell motherfucking no. I think no. it depends so. on the ex, guys, because, and I'm only saying this now because I would totally invite my ex to my wedding. I would, I would, I would invite my ex to my wedding. There's only one ex I would invite to my wedding, but I would absolutely invite him. Shout out to G Buggy. 
it, <laughs> it depends on the situation. I mean, if it's, you know, completely platonic and, you know, and we obviously know there are no ties, no emotional ties there whatsoever, then yeah, feel free to do it. You're allowed one. Just and hold one. on. <laughs> right. Don't make Just this a whole like one parade of exes. This is, but... this is not a list for all your ex-hoes. This no. Right. No. Just oh, the one. Shit. And by the way, that ex, you know, in in this case, this this ex has moved on and has a whole family. Like, you know, like if your ex has moved on and is like married with kids or is just like happy in their relationship yeah. and you guys are just, you know, an important part of each other's lives, like, yeah, of course. So I'm a hypocrite. I'm a hypocrite. I can invite my ex. Uh, but he can't. But you can't. Like, That's a, like, <laughs> nah. And, and I've actually gone to my ex's wedding recently in December. Oh, really? So... Yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I was there. I mean, we hang out all the time. But can my current husband invite? No. You no, you've no. moved on the though. That's the woman. thing. There has to be an an established recovery from all the trauma. And the, the only person, the only woman who should have the most attention on the day of the wedding is me. That's fair. I, True. I don't want no competing exes. And now that I've said this, I want to point out that there is nobody that I can, I can say, like, out of any of my serious relationships, that there's any ex that I could say off the top of my head could come to the wedding. <laughs> just saying that, just pointing that out. As in, like, I haven't been with somebody yet who has an ex that I feel was a very cool relationship. Mm. But I do know myself having having an ex that I'm super cool with that I couldn't be a hypocrite about it. Makes sense? Makes sense? Kind of, sort of? I agree. I had an ex actually invite me to a wedding, but I declined. I just declined. Go. Not because there were any feelings. I mean, I had no feels, but I, it's just, one, the invite was informal. I was an afterthought. Oh, hell no. Which, which is totally fine. I, I really don't, ha I'm not invested anyway. And two, um... I know some guys are just so dumb. They can't really read the room. Like they can't be intuitive the way that some women are. Mm -hmm. I know your soon to be wife ain't rolling with it. Don't even uh. you, you and I are cool, but your wife, your soon to be wife. I know cool she will not be cool with it. So mm -hmm. yeah, no. before I get into any sort of drama or, or you end up creating this, like, uh, <laughs> this situation where it, it opens the door to future arguments. Let's just be at peace. You're right. good. I'm good. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. I just want to be the only woman. I don't want somebody at the wedding who's banged my husband. That, yo, you know what? That's fair. I'm with you. But I yeah. can invite my ex. It's That's your, it's your day. It's your day. I'm yeah. with you. And I want them to see how beautiful I am and what they miss. And the, like, who's going to marry me, right? Like, that's just me being, that's my petty shit. I don't care. I'm with it. All right. We're getting better. Don't worry. <laughs> Would you date someone who dated your friend? No. Too awkward. <laughs> Way no. too awkward. This is, this is then important. Then they've done that. This is important at this time, especially because I feel like I had a lot more friends when I was younger. 
And today I can say that I don't have that many friends. I have a handful of who people who I call friends. Unlike you, Nisha, I do not connect with people quickly. It takes me a very long time. And I'm very selective about who I get comfortable with. Me too. And therefore, no, no. But you know, there's different levels of connection. I just like to kick it with folks, but my, like my inner circle yeah, that's that's some penetration that goes that's deep penetration. That's like earth of balls a deep of stuff to get in. Balls yeah, deep. I, and and I roll with the same folks that I've been rolling with. Like, and unfortunately, I was at a funeral on Friday, and uh, I was with uh, zippers ziplocs from CKUT from El Groove Garden, and it was really emotional, right? Mm-hmm. And I put my head on his shoulder, and folks are like. Oh, you're such a cute couple. And we both looked around and we're like, oh, hell no. That's like my brother. <laughs> uh, we started, we were, we were kind of laughing, but it's funny. Like if somebody ever said to my husband, yo, I saw, you know, your wife put her head on the shoulder of this dread guy. He, he would be like, yeah, that's one of her dudes. It's okay. Like, he you know, knows you. like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he does. Well, they're in the wedding contract. So, you know, it is this contract, <laughs> but, um, uh, I've dated, um, I have dated someone who has dated, I dated first, then my friend dated them. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting. We were in our 20s and it was a bit rough, but it's interesting. I chose her over the ex because her and I were tighter. So it was definitely a growing moment for us. And, you know, I, I have mad love for her. They, She's also part of that deep circle. Did they speak to you about it? She spoke to you about it? Did anyone speak to you about it? No. Oof. See, I would have no. such a problem with that. I, I could never do that. Me. There's a level of vulnerability yeah. that I have a diff. Uh, I'm like you, Oz. I have a difficult time opening up to new people or just to people. Yeah, to new people, people I don't know very well. And for me to become vulnerable with you, that takes a lot for me. So for you to then go and date somebody, be in a, a, a relationship with someone who is my friend, I I mean, that's just, that's nuts. And I would never do that to somebody else because right, you then that. open up the door to um, things that are that have been told to you that are vulnerable being shared and they shouldn't be shared. Those are boundaries that you wouldn't want to cross. And practically, like, frankly, I don't want to know about the other person's Mm. vulnerable aspects of their life because that's for them. I'm not trying to take on more than what I've already got going on in my own life. Um, You know, that's, that's a lot. It's, it's already a lot to hear from friends who are going through difficult circumstances or challenges in their life to then have that, you know, mired in romantic exes and all of that. It, yeah. No, 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 no. It's it's yeah. like the whole dipping the company pen in the company ink. No, no, no. You know that <laughs> yeah. saying, as crass as it is, don't shit where you eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a big believer in that. Don't do that. Don't do it. Yeah, it, it's complicated. I, I can't put it on air. It's complicated. I'll tell you off air. But yeah, it was a win-win. I'm actually friends with both. So okay, it's interesting. This one is more of a funny one. We'll see if we are uh, what we're like. The average cost of an engagement ring is $5,000. Your fiance spends only $200 on a ring. Are you okay with this? How poor am I? How poor are we? The card doesn't say all that. So you're in your current situation, you know. 
<laughs> You're trying up here trying to make this. I have a lot to say about this. I have a lot to say about this, but I feel like. (laughs) (laughs) That's why it's called combo and chill. I feel like this might not be the right forum for it, but. um... (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, look, I worked really hard to get my turntables. I don't know if you guys remember. But, like, I busted my ass to get those turntables, you know? Like, I fucking slaved day and night. I saved my money, and I bought those. Those turntables were expensive at the time for my little shitty job that was paying me, what, maybe $6, $7 an hour? But I wanted those turntables, girl. Those turntables were worth it for me. Do you understand the parallel that I'm making here? Yes, like, yes. <laughs> totally understand it, yeah. Aye, aye, aye. Yes. I, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't do that. I just can't. No. Uh. <laughs> so unless you can find what a, would be an acceptable cost, unless you can find a really good looking ring for that much. But nah, no, no. Listen, no. I'll give it I'll give it like, yo, there, if there's other things going on in life, if you know, like you're struggling or whatever and you want to make the move, I still want to see that effort like. Give me that effort. $200 is not an effort today, (laughs) bro. It's really not. And it's just like, you know, you got to have a little, you got to have some discipline. You got to be able to put that aside. You got to be able to work towards something. So I want to like not really focus on the dollar amount and I want to just put it on effort. But $200 is is insulting and it's an extreme lack of effort in my opinion. It's a no. It's a no. Mars not even elaborate. Well, I, I'm not afraid to say it on the air. My rings cost maybe thirteen hundred together. And I love my rings. I love my as rings. you should. I, I I I love it because it's unique, right? Mm-hmm. So there you can see it. Mm-hmm. I, I love my ring and I love I love it. And two hundred dollars I'd be like, nah, bro. Well, why do you know how much they cost? Is that something people I was know? There. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I was there. Um, my husband is like, we don't buy things that she doesn't like. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Mr. Z. Seriously. We don't buy things. And I'm into like games of time, which by the way, I'm watching a new show called The Time Wheel, which is really good. The Wheel of Time. Um, but I like things unique. I've been thinking about it for a while. And I also have a good jeweler who was like, yeah. oh, you know, we're just going to hook it up. But I love my ring. I love yeah. everything about my ring. All right. So no $200 rings for us. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you believe cheats more, men or women? <laughs> I'm going to say men. <laughs> At this day and age, I think it's neck and neck. Really, really. I think women cheat smarter. I agree. I think men cheat more, and I think women cheat. Uh, I th- I w- if I had to say a split, I'd probably say 60-40 uh yeah 60 40 65 35 yeah our 40% is like the real 100 women are good women are good they're calculated and i think women do it um also uh you know there's the the you know they always say that women uh are cheaters because of there's like always some emotion or whatever wrapped in there. Yeah, I think there's, whatever, I yeah. think there's like, if, if that 60, 40 split were correct, I would be willing to bet that at least 50% of that 40% is, 
is women reacting to their husband doing some like bullshit. That's what I think. Or like with which makes them more calculated in no, how I was going to say it. I think or it's also in addition to that probably the fact that women get caught up emotionally when they're like the, yeah. the cheating is more emotional for women and I don't, I don't mean like exactly. in terms of the action there's definitely going to be some physical action there too but I'm just saying that cheating has a lot of emotional motive to it if that makes sense I, yep. I, I think men probably cheat more physically but I think women cheat emotionally more I agree right? I think, yeah. yeah, I think so. I, I definitely think women are cunning, though, y'all. We got the the dibs on that. Like, I'm not even mad at it. I'm well, we're strategic though. from like says, from day one. Yeah, you know, like, Mean Girls. <laughs> there's a reason we are like this. It's because of Mean Girls. We play some psychological games with one another from since long time, from in high school. I mean, Yo, we're trained to do these no. things. From yeah. from elementary school, girl. I've True. witnessed this with Kiana. True. I couldn't even believe the level of like no, 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 listen. manipulation and bullshit that happens at such an early age. Don't make age. us come down there and deal with these NYC little Ah, <laughs> uh, no, don't worry. Kiana, Kiana can hold her own. I'm actually really yeah. proud okay. of her. I'm she just got saying, this. She just got a call. You know, Kali, Nisha, I'm a teacher. I'll be a girl up there and tell them, what are you doing? That's my teacher. <laughs> what, are what are you doing? That's your line? Yeah, what are you doing? I went to a, a school on Friday with little kids, right? Um, they're like eight. And one of them rolled up on me and like hit me in the leg. And I just turned around. And I was like, what are you doing? Oh, we're sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, they're doing some TikTok crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing some TikTok yeah. trends. And then, then, then the kid was like, I'll bring you a pink mask. Nobody wants your pink mask. <laughs> you already hit me. It's too late. Then he brought me a donut. I, I don't swear, want man, that either. homie, the clown sock is looking real good right about now. <laughs> I'm telling tell you. you. Oh, my God. Here's one that will make you Fuck uh, these flip kids. your boats. Fuck these kids. I know. <laughs> Should your partner be allowed to go through your phone? Me? No. <laughs> go through my phone. phone? For what? <laughs> hey, you ain't going through my phone. All right, guys. I have yeah. something to weigh in on this. <laughs> <laughs> I have been on the on the non-trusting side of a relationship, at which point I was going through a phone. I want to say that I realize now that that is absolutely not okay. <laughs> and That's the therapy talking. <laughs> it is, it is, it is, it is. Actually, I have like no desire to go through phones, like really none, zero, zero, zero desire to go through phones. And I would really appreciate if my partner would stay out of my phone. However, if they were to go through my phone, I'm just like I'm just putting it out there. I have nothing to hide. So if they were to go through my phone, it wouldn't be like like the end of the world. I would just kind of be like, "Yeah, bro, you don't need to do that." But <clears throat> but I I don't think that if you're going through a phone that that's just a healthy relationship to begin with because <clears throat> there's a lot of trust issues there. Sorry guys, I'm still on the recovering from that. Recovering. Yeah. Um, first of all, my phone has my work business. So that's my excuse for not going through my phone. Second of all, I believe it's okay to keep parts of your life private. private. Exactly. Absolutely. I, I, 1000%. I believe in maintaining my individuality. Now, truth be told, do I like it that husband also likes to keep his phone private? No, because it makes me curious. But I also know you don't go looking for things that are going to slap you in your face. So now nah, keep your phone, bro. I'm good. If I don't poke bears, you're going to do what you, here's what I think. You're going to do your shit. 
what done what's done in the dark comes to light at some point. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's just a question of time. And I don't want to go looking for it. I don't want to feed it because sometimes it can be, you know, it can be anything. You're opening a can right? of worms doing that. And my feeling is And you can't close it. Yeah. And my feeling is look, you have suspicions, talk about it. And if you don't get the answers you want, yeah. then yeah, you're go not through in, the phone. You, <laughs> Your gut instinct, your gut instincts are probably right. There probably yeah. is some stuff going on, right. and the more secretive Absolutely. that person is about their stuff, you know, and there's a password and all kinds of little hoops that you have to jump through in order to get access to that information. You know, in your gut, yes, it is happening. There's there's some oh, bullshit shit. going on. For mm-hmm. me, I'm I'm and at I got a tons of passwords, and I'm at a stage in my life where I'm just like, if you want to go through my phone open it up. Let's go through your phone. You want to be, you want to, you want information? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's open it up. Go ahead. See what I got. Let's, let's see what you you have. You know, I treat people the way that you're treating me. So you want to, you, you want to cheat? Oh, we're all cheating then. Everybody's a part of the game. Let's Um, do it. Everybody gets a cheating. Everybody gets a cheating. You know, it's funny. It's funny to see as a teacher, I'm trained to know what I want in my messages and what I don't. So I don't write. That's why I don't journal. <laughs> Fuck journal. Oh, I don't God, do that stuff. Right? My I don't Lord. write things. I don't write things. I don't want people to Listen, read. Let, so I don't write Let's it. just be fair here. Uh, no one is that stupid like that woman on Sex Life when it comes to privacy. You First of all, you do not have a <laughs> laptop that has your journal open like that. Try putting a ahead. password. Try putting a password on your files. Put a password on your Word documents. You should not be just having that kind of sensitive, salacious material available to the person that you're with if they are in the same household. I'm not advocating for that, for having secrets in these things, but you do have a right to keep certain things to yourself. And I'm saying if you're going to creatively express yourself in that manner, put a lock on it. Just saying. Just saying. Or don't write it. <laughs> That's the safest. You should thing. be able. Don't write you it. should be able to write whatever you want. But I'm just saying nah. something that salacious and that private. You know, uh, you want to reminisce about what you had and how awesome the uh, the sex was. You're entitled to that. It's great, wonderful. Relish in it. Put a lock on it. Put a password together. Again, but again, you want to look at my stuff. All right. It's Christmas. Everybody's getting gifts. Everybody. You get a you you get a gift. You get a gift. Let's all open it up. Everybody gets a gift. Speaking of gifts, this question, I've been I'm in this. Well, I'll ask the question. If you're in a relationship, is it okay? Is it okay to keep any possessions from your exes? Any possessions from your exes? Yeah, like I guess things they gave you. Yeah, yeah, yes. I'm cool with that. I I guess we're not telling the partner. Hey, yeah, my ex. Gave oh, me you that. never I'm tell the partner. Why would you tell the partner? What if they ask you? What if they ask you? Why do you need to know that? Where'd you get that know. from? Where'd you get that necklace from? I got it from a friend. Yeah. What What does it matter? Are you buying me? It's a new my one? necklace. It's Let me have it. Let me have it. I'm not throwing out Deflection. jewelry. Deflection. So, it so costs more than two hundred dollars. <laughs> oh, there you go. It. 
That's what I'm talking there you about. Go. I have a friend of mine and we were talking and I was like cleaning up my closet and I have like this lingerie collection. I was like, oh, and then she was like, nah, Nish, you got to throw that out because you were using it. And I was like, but why do I have to throw it out? Like, it's mine. It belongs to my body. She's like, nah, you are wearing that for another dude, bro. You can't be wearing it. Why? It's lingerie. I, I mean, whatever. Why Why shouldn't it be seen by the world? Why do I have to just keep yeah, it for it, one and buy a whole new one? That shit's expensive. Did yeah. he buy that lingerie for you? No, I bought it myself. There you go. That's nothing. That's nothing. That's nothing. Look, the guy that I mentioned before in the previous episode that the there was a guy that ghosted me after having dated him for yeah. uh, um he actually gave me his sweater to wear uh on on a night when it was really cold and I went home with it and when he ghosted me I kept it. And yeah, I I I kept it for a really long time even dating other guys. It was warm. It was really comfy. It's a good Very sweatshirt. comfortable yeah. sweater. I'm not letting that go. I do what you gotta do. It's nothing Speaking to do with the other exes, person. It's just, you know, it's comfy. This I'm just warning you in advance. This is a trigger question. What do you think? Which one no, which do you think is worse? Watching your ex make ex make love to someone for an hour or spending one week in jail? Spending one week in jail or watching your ex make love to someone? For one hour. Your Hold on, my question. To someone for an hour? Wait, wait, wait. I have a question. This is, I need more details. This is not enough. No, no. That's what the card says. I mean, I'm choosing the X. Which one is worse? Uh, first of all, I ain't spending no time in jail. Do what you gotta do. Get your rocks off. Let me go. That's one yeah, hour I'm not, I'm not wait, going to jail. jail There's no days. way. Is this an old recording? Or is it like watching live in action? <laughs> Let's say it's current. It doesn't say. Let's say it's current. Let's say it's current. I'm watching that shit. My ex? <laughs> My ex? Yeah. Or go to jail for a week. So I'll watch the ex. Wait, I'm so confused. Yeah. I'm watching. Yeah, I'm not going to jail. Yeah. Well, okay, cool. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to jail either. I'm totally watching that video. I'm here for it. <laughs> and, and I'm trying to think which ex is lasting for an hour. And why weren't you doing that when we were together? <laughs> like, seriously. Oh my god! Oh yeah, yeah. I, so I'm good. I might even get like a, you know. I'm I'm definitely shortened period. I'm definitely the voyeur. Yeah, I'm I'm watching that. I don't want to watch. I mean, it says watch. It doesn't say I can't close one of my eyes. <laughs> it can't say I can't bring popcorn. You're watching. It can't. You're watching. Exactly. Depending on how good it is, I might pop some popcorn. We'll see. Hmm. All right. This one is a bit controversial too. Well, they're all controversial. Would you rather have a joint account or separate accounts with your spouse? Why can't you have both? It doesn't say you can't. I'm just saying what the question says. It doesn't matter. I have both. Yeah. I, I mean, I've had both. If I had to choose between one, it would be a separate account. Yeah, me too, I think. Um, my mother threatens me, so I must have my own separate account. <laughs> You do need your own She's separate a, account, but I'm saying like course, if you guys have like though. a if you have like an expense account that you both put into, I, I'm fine with yeah, that. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. This is a conversation I had with five girls that we play this game often, and she doesn't. And I remember getting off the phone. She she what? With the other friend. She only has joint accounts. Okay. And I was like, oh hell no, and her argument was that. 
it's not, we're not trusting the relationship. Like we're looking for exits and stuff. And I was like, mm, no, not necessarily. No, look, I've seen, um, examples of, uh, financial abuse where mm-hmm. the husband is a dick and ends up, um, using their control over the finances to manipulate the woman that happens that is a real thing in this life and exactly in my mind financial abuse by the way there's a real thing there's a real term yeah and in in my mind i do not want to suffer that ever ever i don't care how nice you are today when we get into conflict, if we potentially get into conflict and there's a possibility that you and I are ending things, I do not want to try to be out there trying to live Absolutely. my life and you suddenly shut down access to the credit card, shut down access and to withdrawal of funds. Exactly. That is never going to happen to me. You are never going to do that. And for those me. of you who have one account, like kudos to you and wish you no ill will. Do you, boo. Just, I, I go to work. I work for my money and it's fine. Too bad. <laughs> yeah. <you go. laughs> no, no one is financially this, abusing me. That has never happened. Going back to money and timed off. If women were to get paid menstrual leave, how many paid days off should they receive in a month? Five. In a month? In a month. Um, I'm just trying to think. I'm putting my... I'm going to go with two. What? I'm putting my capitalist hat on. Uh, Why two? Nisha? I'm gonna I'm gonna say three because I feel like either the day before or the day of is the worst days or the day after. Um, because as your cycle goes on, it gets better. Yeah. And I wouldn't want any dude talking shit to me where I have to punch them in the eye. And PMS can be really bad. Like women have killed people on their PMS. For real. So. I think it's in your best interest to give me the day off. Yeah, but why two? Um, why not I, four? I, why not five? I think be, because I think that's where it's not sustainable okay. and it would get a backlash. Yeah. I'm thinking about the pragmatics parts of it. I'm a person who suffers from endometriosis. Oh, that's tough. And next Tuesday, November 30th, I will be hell on wheels. And, I, and I've already warned the kids, like, I won't be feeling, how do you know in advance? Trust me, I'll know. Just be on your best behavior. Yeah. And the kids are like, all right, miss. Because it's very difficult to deal with. And if I could get that day off every month. That'd be that great. first day. Yeah. It'd be great. Now, luckily, it, it happens to fall like on weekends. But this is the first month it will fall on a Tuesday. And it's rough. Yeah. yeah. So I would take the two days. I would say all three right, days. Fine. Sometimes I do. Three days is fine. I'll go I'm with, just saying you I'll don't want those men getting their knickers in a twist. Oh, the girls on their period lean. So I, I go with two. Two a month is a lot. Yeah. I again I'm putting on my capitalist hat and I'm thinking if I were a business owner and I'm thinking about the manpower that I would need to operate um a business and make sure that everyone's present in the office or what have you, I would say, you know, three days at the very max. You're not going to be, yeah. you're not going to, I mean, it's, it's a cycle, right? You're not going to be in, I hope that you will not be keeling over in pain all five days or however long your, you're right, your you're cycle right, stands right. for. Usually yeah, it's, it should get it's better. a day leading yeah. up to, well, days leading up to it, but the first day is always pretty rough. The second day, the second day, yeah, the second day is pretty rough. So I would the say is the three one. days, three days is okay. And you know what? If you need yeah. a fourth day, work from home. 
work from there home. There you go. I like that. Yeah, but now with work from home, but you realize in, in a calendar year, we're talking like 40 days, right? That's I'm thinking in a boss level, they probably work like, from home. Mm -hmm. If you really worry. And, and that's the other thing too. I don't know why it took a pandemic for people to realize that, yeah, people need flexibility. They need flexibility. Absolutely. Work from home. Let your, <laughs> let your, uh, but you women know, we could do a whole show on that. Home. Pandemic living, I don't know. Pandemic work, I work more now than I did before, to be fair. Yeah. But I will say I don't have the luxury of that as a teacher, like of the flexibility of staying home. Mm -hmm. um, I, the average teacher in Quebec only gets five sick days compared to BC that gets 20. 20 so sick days in BC? Wow. Yeah, we get five. We just you know, oppression. I mean, and you want to stay here for the rest of your life. This is one of the reasons why I'm not crazy about working in the U S because you guys, how many weeks of vacation is standard? It's like one week, isn't it? Two, two weeks. And for then pizza. after, okay. But after like a certain number of years, do, does that increase? You know, this is a, a loaded question because it really depends on the industry. Like, like some people it's trending towards unlimited paid time off now for certain industries. <clears throat> it really depends. Benefits are like not regulated at all. So that's the, the issue. I mean, they're regulated in that if you have over 50 employees by law, you have to offer like health insurance, but that health insurance can, can be trash basically. Yeah. Um, but there's really no like PTO and, and like paid time off and vac vacation days and sick days. There's a mandated sick, day policy i think depending on the state you live in like new york has mandated six days for every so many hours that you work you accrue six mm -hmm. days <clears throat> but but it, you know it also depends on what type of organization if you're a private organization or if you're a government-run organization it's really it really depends it's not mm. it i can't like it depends on the company that you work for some companies again like the company that i last worked for had unlimited days off now mm. can you take them no, <laughs> because it's That's like crazy. <clears throat> yeah, because like you still have to get approved to take time off. And, you know, it's still yeah. it's still, you know, it still affects your work if you're not if you're not working. Right. So you kind of have to be cautious with that. But this is this is my issue with, you know, the work in America. I mean, don't get me wrong. The U.S. has as as a whole amazing work ethic. This is why you guys have such a productive country for sure. But then I think about the uh, bouts of mental health problems that people have. And I would yeah. think that if you just gave them some time off, that mm. might actually help them well, uh, with, I, and even more with so. healing and Go coping. Ahead, sorry, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. there's also countries like Australia, Australia, New Zealand, where after a certain number of months, I think it's like maybe 10 months or maybe after a year i'd have to verify that you get like four weeks you get like practically a whole month this is why when mm -hmm. australians go on vacation they go away for a month it's like four yeah. weeks of them. vacation so to me i feel like that is uh, more than enough time for recovery recuperating from you know months of working yeah. you need that you absolutely need that time off well, you know, and, and if you go by like Japan, where y'all, they're killing Oh, themselves. Japan is mm. ruthless. It's the ruthless. It's really bad. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, and that's why that's one of the reasons. But you know, I'm getting scared because the work from home, there's I feel like your sick days are almost getting yeah, it's like there's a yeah. because there's like home. a blurred line. It's like, well, you're home. Yeah, you can still turn like, well, on you're your home. computer. You right. can still work. No. no. But you know, I, I have a new client and my client was like, yo, you need to take your days off. Absolutely. So I was like, oh, okay. But it's you okay. do. You do. Uh, yeah. Girls, I worked while I was in labor and in the hospital with Kiana. No, <clears> I'm telling you, it's definitely over here, it depends on who you're working for. It depends what industry you're in. Like, it really is super, like, it's so, the variables are just all over the place, you know? That's, That's really sad. <laughs> so let's let's turn it back to fun things not working. Okay. If you could hack into someone's phone. Oh, God, here we go again. Whose would it be? Hack anybody's phone. Whose phone would it be? Hmm. Probably Biden, right? We want to like under. <laughs> we want to uncover all Mama the crazy Harris, shit. West Mom graduate now has temporary pres- presidential power. Just because what That's he's crazy. under, he's going under anesthesia or something. Hey. That's WHS. That's a Montreal graduate, so I'll give it to her. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Who are you curious about that much to want to hack into their phone? I, I want to hack into Snoop Dogg's phone. Jay-Z? Snoop Dogg? Yeah, because he's high, right? And I think it'd be funny. Yo, he's, can I tell you, he's like my hero. I, this man needs to get his flowers on a daily basis. He is the coolest motherfucker out there. Really. He's involved yeah. in everything, and he's just, he seems like just like the most awesome person. I love Snoop. Man, that's yeah, hard. I think he's funny. I, I'd hack his phone. That's really hard. I mean, I know you want me to save Jill Scott, but that would just be Oh, no, you don't want to ruin your phone. image of her. No. Don't do that. Don't. I know. But Snoop Dogg seems like it'd be funny. Um, I'm kind of on like some um Edward Snowden slash Julian Assange type shit. See, <laughs> I want to go oh, after. Gosh. I want to go after like aye, aye, aye. a crazy person, like a Trump or uh who knows who who else, because I want to prove that that golden showers video that everyone talks about of him in Russia is true. Oh my god. <laughs> okay i feel let's like i feel on. like Something... this is information that i could then use to expose in you know the world and show people like yeah he really is trash you I, know? i'd rather never see that ever um, yeah, i agree i don't know man that's that's tough but i i would be doing it for justice more than anything else the celebrity stuff mm. you could do all day every day they're they're gonna expose it anyway on ig anyway oh so my God. i don't need to do Shade that room. But I, I, I'm definitely going after TMZ. a politician or an ex-politician mm-hmm. just to prove how sick they are and exposing right. it for the world <laughs> to see. Well, speaking of sick people and justice, if you could fix one problem, one world problem, what would it be? For-profit <sighs> prisons. So for you, it'd be prisons. Prisons, yeah. I'd be doing more rehabilitation and more vacation days instead of locking people up. I would say child hunger. Mm, that's yeah. I was thinking that one too. Uh, for me, this one is really deep because I I have to think about the root that causes all this. So I, I would definitely have to say like our our Westernization of values. I think that stems all of our issues. The way we look at prisons, the way we look at children, the way we look at social services, all of that. So. 
I'd like to get to the root because I feel like we always work on symptoms. Yeah. But if you really want to work on something, it's like the system itself, like who's in the power structure, the dynamics and so forth. So I don't find that question controversial, actually. I actually like that question. So dismantling the system. Completely. I'm talking about no more 80% of resources or 20% of the population. Mm -hmm. We're talking about, I love you, Jesus, but you got to go. I'm sorry. Judo-Christian values got to go. Uh, You know, we'd have to really start to rebuild our power dynamics and you know, it's very deep for me. We'd have to really, really look at power dynamics and like really start over, like really start over. Now, can we do that? No. Okay. But one thing you said, Judeo-Christian yeah. values. Is it the values yeah. itself? Is it the Judeo-Christian beliefs or is it the people it's that the are peddling it? That's more, yeah. for me, that would be where the issue is. It's the people who are peddling it because you can interpret something a, a particular way all you want. Doesn't necessarily mean it's the right interpretation. I could tell you. Right, but it's also, it's also the Judaic view on other religions, like the way inter- people interpret other religions. Everything blossoms from that. Uh, like I said, I love Jesus. I, I'm down, like I love God, but I, I feel like, um, the perversion, and I'll say that live, the perversion of people's interpretation of God is is not cool with me. And there are other manifestations of good laws that don't require you to ground them in like Sundays and, and you know, like. And, I, and yeah. Jesus would probably I, agree with you because that was the whole point yeah. of him being a critic of the laws that were being and breaking up yeah. tables and stuff. And he, he was a rebel in that sense. Right. So, yeah. So that, that annoys me a lot. I would tear down the dismantling system, like, the system. Okay. Like there, there is a, I forget his name. Um, there's a politician in Argentina who actually gave up 80% of his salary to his constituents. And I was like, okay, I'm down with that. I'm cool with that. So the last three questions are pretty funny and they're good. And the last one is really funny. So what's the best book you've read or movie you've watched? This is going to be so cliche, but The Alchemist was my favorite book. Favorite, favorite, favorite book. Such a good book. Such a good book. Shout out to Paul Coelho. Such a good author. And um, it takes me a long time to get his stuff, but I like him as an author. Fun fact I read the whole book while playing Jay Live's Don't Play Instrumental in the background on repeat Mm. on my turntable. Oh, wow. Shit is just like Shout the it's Lyons. like the theme song to my to that <laughs> book for me. So now every time I I think of the book, I hear it. Don't play games with Jake, as you'll see. Remember, remember, mm-hmm. it was such a yeah. classic. Oh my gosh! Now, Mar, we know you're the writer in the group. So, movie book. Jeez. Uh... Besides your own writing, we like to read your writing. <laughs> That's really tough. As far as a book is concerned, wow. Um... Jeez. There is a book that uh, is called Changes That Heal. It is from mm. um, two, uh, it's actually two Christian authors, um, Henry Dr. Henry Cloud and uh, John Townsend. And the book is about um, examining uh, it's really about examining the issues in your life and, and where, 
basically what they do is they start off by explaining that in life and, and in terms of, you know, biblical teachings, you know, spiritually, you're supposed to be having an equal balance between truth and grace. Too much of one, it, it isn't good. It, it out, it, uh, outranks the other. And so mm -hmm. they talk about why it's important to have um, a balance of those two things in your life, having grace, having forgiveness for people making mistakes, mm. being open to um, changes and ideas um, that may not necessarily jive with what you have been raised with and why you need to go back into areas of your life and values and interpretations of values that you have been raised with and then begin to dismantle all of that and define who you are on your own. Um, mm. So it was a really, really interesting book. It helped me in understanding um, a little bit more about the people who have been, who I consider to have inflicted a great deal of pain on me in my life. And it helped me to be more forgiving and understanding of them. Because again, it's really all about the philosophy of having the balance between truth and grace. So I would say that that book in particular, I'm probably not even describing it <laughs> accurately, it's good. but it, it was, it really profoundly changed who I am and how I see people, especially people in my own family, mm. um, my own mother, I had more grace and understanding and more, um, just more forgiveness for her as a person. Uh, years after her death, it, it really profoundly changed me. So I would say that book definitely changed my life. Oh, yes. That's and of really course, cool. anything written by Jamaica Kincaid, my favorite author. Mm -hmm. Love her. Absolutely love her. If I could make anyone my auntie, it would be her. <laughs> She's your auntie. Oh, she, we'll just her. tag her. Love She'll her. be your auntie. Um, first of all, the movie is pretty easy. I mean, I know people expect me to say Harry Potter and Star Wars because those are my things. But I really like Love Jones. I oh, yeah. really love that movie. I love this movie. Mm -hmm. I love the music. I love the soundtrack. Um, and I, I have a girl crush on Nia Long. I love that movie. Nia Long is beautiful. Um, love her. She is. There's actually two books. I don't want to say like my favorite, but shifted my course of life. I read them very young, funnily enough. There's a book called Sisters of the Yam by Bell Hooks. It. Um, I've read that one. It laid it laid some serious foundation for my relationships with black women, the understanding of black women and how we react and our anger to each other. And I read that very young, like 21, and it just completely shifted course in the way I connect in community work. Bell Hooks is deep and real deep. Oh, she is. And and I actually should read it again at 40 because yeah, I'm at in that 21, that book just, that book just, it's it's an incredible book about the, the the negative pathology of black women and how we deal mm -hmm. with each other and criticize each other. And I just remember thinking, I'm going to turn that brand upside down and, and help myself out. The other book that changed me quite young in my little activist life was the autobiography of Malcolm X. Loved it. Loved this mm -hmm. book. Love, love this book. Read it young. You know, um, I, I, I love Malcolm X. <laughs> I love Malcolm X. <laughs> I always have, uh, you know, I like Frederick Douglass. They're cool, but Malcolm X was my dude. That was my dude. Yeah. And I really, really enjoyed that. And I was young. And I also really liked Native Son by Richard Wright. So these are three books that I read in between 15 and 21 that I think 
gave me some really strange philosophy for my activist life. Like Native Son is a, he's a great author, Richard Wright, very undervalued author. And Malcolm X and Bell Hooks. So I like them. And I love Love Jones. I mean, who doesn't like uh, yeah. Boy? What's his name? Terrence. Terence Lynn. No. Terence. Terence. What am I saying? Lorenz <laughs> Tate. Lorenz Tate. I'm getting it all mixed Lorenz up. Tate. Lorenz yeah, Tate. Lorenz. Yeah. He's cute. He's cute. Okay. Wait, one this of the one movies that about. I was just so, going to oh, add. You... Yeah, just because I didn't mention yeah. movies. I mean, besides the fact that Never Ending Story is my favorite movie of all time. But that's not the point. Um, <laughs> you guys were talking about change, so it got me thinking a little deeper. But when I watched The Secret, which also was a book, but I mm. watched the, the documentary slash yeah. movie. That was life changing for me. Completely life changing. I haven't seen it. I, I think I've watched it. I think I've watched I've it. I've not read the book or seen it either. I don't know if I watched the whole I know, thing. I'm slipping. But I'm pretty sure that I did so, see it. Yeah. Keeping the theme with novels, and I know listeners, they'll need a moment for this one. I'm just telling you in advance. If your life was a novel, what would be the title of the book and why? If my life was a novel? Oh God! What you mean the there time? isn't already one you that I can? <laughs> no, I told you, viewers, listeners, they would need a moment. So I'll start while they're talking. Okay. I, I, I remember I've had the questions yes. in advance, right? So my title of the book would be like the Muktup, or it is what it is, because I feel like uh, in life things are destined, and you can navigate around destiny, you can align with destiny, you can go ahead to destiny, but it is what it is. What is going to be your portion is going to be your portion. And sometimes I have decisions that I regretted, like leaving London and da da da. But I realized it just it is what it is. It's written. So mm, uh, that's I like that. and I've thought about that for a very long time. I've thought about that. So I have. Yeah, it is what it is. I have one. I think mine is gonna be traveling girl. Trauma and triumph. Mm, okay, nice. Do we like it? I like. I like. Yes. So traveling girl, teams. you know the what's it called? Colon. Trauma and triumph. Tra- trauma and triumph. So the three T's, by Oz. Mm. I like it, and that's because of your journey. I think my many people have told me you should write a book, and I mean like between people, I just friends and like therapist or whatever um again just having lived in like so many different places how many places have I lived in like what three four 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 different cities all over the world um just the experience not some not so great and some that I that I look back on I'm so proud of like I just feel like I I feel like that would really um encapsulate everything that title mm-hmm. mm. i like the triumph part yeah know? me too it reminds me of like ends. ashes to beauty right so it ends with triumph. yeah but the trauma too because again it's balance right yeah life is mm-hmm. filled with some very traumatic events but it as long as you triumph out of that trauma you're good you've achieved yeah. what you needed mm-hmm. to yeah um Mark? it's oh man that's a really good question I'm thinking the title would probably be something like she killed it, she nailed it, Um, you know, just because there's, 
you know, we talked before about worst life decisions and regrets and so forth. And I feel like everything happened the way that it needed to in my life. Uh, I'm right where mm. I want to be. Maybe that's the title. I'm right where I want to be. I'm right where I, like I should that. be. You know, mm. uh, I know a lot of people, they go through traumatic experiences and they come out and they're extremely scarred by it. I was mm. that way too. Um, but the one thing I can say is that I am always going to forever be grateful for what has happened mm. to me because mm -hmm. I mean, I'm here, I'm good. I have yeah. you guys, I have, yeah. you know, I have my family. Um, I, and I'm not wanting for anything more than that. I mean, I could always use more, I could use more money. Mm -hmm. I could use a car, a different right. car, you know, more time, <laughs> more time, right. more time you know? girl. another house, yeah. you know, something. Um, but those, those experiences have shaped me. They have molded me into the person that I am. There's still a lot of molding to be done. Mm -hmm. And I am not going to apologize for that. I'm exactly where I need to be. So in spite Actually, of all Actually, there's a Buddhist scripture. That, sorry, my There's a Buddhist scripture that says you're exactly in the moment of where you need to be at that given time. Yeah. It's like from a Buddhist monk, and I always remember that. And you are. We're back here in the podcast. Yeah, in, in, <laughs> exactly. In spite of everything, I've had this conversation, I think, with uh, one of my my uh, my older sisters, too. Um, and it's that, you know, we both were reflecting on uh, the trauma that we experienced losing our mother. You know, I was much younger than her, but still, she, she, she was young. She lost the mother, too. Um, mm -hmm. Just, you know, in a different age range. And that being said, we were both reflecting on everything and just accepting that it wasn't always pretty. It wasn't always, um, you know, uh, a perfect relationship. There were uh, arguments. She was telling me about arguments that she had with her. And, um, you know, we, at, by the end of the conversation or that part of the conversation, we both said, you know, in spite of everything, in spite of all of the crap that life has handed us individually, we're good. So grateful, mm -hmm. so happy, um, and never, ever, ever going to uh, ask for that trauma to be taken back because then you mm. take a part of us away as well, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Last questions on a lighter note and maybe some ideas for our viewers who are out there in their dating life. What are some low-cost first date ideas? Low cost first date ideas. Mm -hmm. How about a game wow. of combo and chill? That's a good first date <laughs> idea. I may not get a second uh, date after combo and chill. See what you did but I'm saying though, you know, you may not get a second good. date. You might, after the game. you might save time. Then fuck it, let's get That's it all out and open. That's very true. Well, I, I think it depends on the season too for these low cost dates. Because if you in the winter, you better. I, don't know. I mean, if it's the summertime, actually... go to the park and have a picnic together. Walk along the canal. Yes, oh, exactly. Gosh, I love walks. I love walks. I love hiking. Walks hiking with another person, you get so much out of it. So much yeah, out of do. it. Good conversation. You have like your deepest conversations when yes. you're walking oh, and like Jesus. sharing and like in the moment. Oh my God. Some of yes. my best dates were, were those. Were like, 
just it's just me and him in the moment and it doesn't have to be anything spectacular actually one of my favorite dates was walking by the hudson river um now that you mentioned the canal nisha um just just (laughs) walking and just like talking and it was like a it's like a summer night so it had like you know that warm night air oh you know me i love the heat anyway so that that was it i would go for that you mentioned earlier, um, you mentioned earlier, Nisha, the question about um, favorite book or favorite movie. Um, it's not a favorite movie of mine. I, I love the movie, but do you remember the Before Sunset, Before Sunrise uh, series of films with Ethan Hawke and mm-hmm. what's her name there? Uh, she's a French actress. Um, anyway, there's that, the first movie was of them traveling through Europe together and they're, you know, just, you know, just backpacking and the whole movie was all about them having these deep, intense conversations, philosophical conversations about life and so forth. I love that movie. That was a great movie. I loved watching that. So if you have not watched that movie, go back and watch it. It is, it is a great film. Um, but yeah, I, I love the idea I'm of trying- just going for a long walk along the Lachine canal or wherever mm-hmm. you can go hiking together or... Get to know each other. Yes. Talk it out. I am all for that. <sighs> that listeners, that's not for me. <laughs> take on those dates. Um, I mean, my, my husband and I have done a lot of that. I, w- I won't lie. We've we've done a lot of that stuff. But uh, I think some great first dates. I'm very sentimental. So great first dates for me are like. Um, you said affordable, frugal, low cost first dates. But, you, yeah, and that doesn't mean you can't go snowshoeing at Mount Royal for five bucks. That's still kind of walking together. That is. No, but it's different. Snowshoeing is Okay. Fun. Yeah, but hold on. But my thing is, as long as you guys have a chance to talk, like if you go to a movie, yeah. and even if you go out to eat, no, no, no. there's not Movies that much talking now. to yeah. like, you know? Yeah, you need to get are expensive. You need to get to the heart of who that person is like right away. Don't waste your time. Go we for a walk, time. go snowshoeing, go cross country skiing, whatever. Yeah. As long as you are I don't both- know, have a cup of tea together. That's the kind of yeah, thing. I like tea that. is fine. Tea. Picnic um, in the park. One of the best. Yeah, one of the be- I mean, not so affordable, but one of the best dates that uh, husband and I recently have is we did high tea together in Montreal. I love. Oh, I loved it. What is high I tea? I loved it. I- this is at the it's Fairmont, like, like or no, the no, Ritz no. Carlton. We actually did it at this vegan. No, we did it at a vegan dessert place ah, in Verdun. Okay. And so Oz, it's like um, a series of. It's afternoon British tea. Yeah, after and they ha- they have towers and there's like little sandwiches and then little oh, desserts I like at the that. bottom That's and, cute. Little, and I listen both know my husband I was like hey, is he gonna be into this but he loved it and I loved it because he could eat all the food I could <laughs> it's, Guys, so, it's a lot you, of fun yeah I love this and I have a topic for one of our shows coming up just gonna throw it out there okay. best and worst dates we gotta do it oh, we God. gotta do it we gotta do it oh, all right God. Maybe that will be a Charlie Brown Christmas special. I want to hear about it. But uh, say, say I, I like for sentimental Day. things. So even right. if it's like, I don't know, doing like uh, walking to the museum, like I like those type of things. Like, because um, I need to know our value systems are aligned. Because you can say that you're something. 
thought I need to test it out because I can't be dealing with no girl radicals. on the but first day. Relax, bro. Yeah. No, no, no. I need to know. You don't understand. Because when I'm out there protesting, I need to know: Are you with me or are you? And what me if out? they're not with Which you? One? They don't have yeah. to be with oh, then you. We can't date. No, 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 no. That's what really? I said. Either you're, we're protesting together or you're bailing me out. I need to know. But you but said before on. on the show that there are different forms of protesting and you no, could you be messed... a person who is not interested in being out on the streets and, and so forth. No, no, no. And that's fine. But I need to know if you support the same movement I do. That's this fair. is important to me. What if, right? And like, what if they don't? What if they don't support all the same movement? I didn't marry that. I didn't marry that, thankfully. <laughs> the first thing, when I first met my husband, and I was being really Western, as all I'm going to say, and I said something to him, and he said, that's what people tell you in the West to keep people like you and me apart. I was like, okay, we're good. I'm done. Found my person. I'm good. Because we're both Pan-Africanists. We both see things in a certain way. That's extremely, extremely important to me. So if you're a person who is like, yeah, but you know, maybe we can do things differently. You're getting an X. No, you can't even be my friend. No, because I want somebody, I'm like, I'm a radical abolitionist, right? I like, Mar, actually, you're a form of abolitionist as well. I think Oz is too, where you want to destabilize and undo systems that are not helping our society, mm -hmm. like prisons. Mm -hmm. And that's called abolition movements, right? When people want to destroy the things that are making our society sick and replace them with healthier options. Abolitionists just don't go around and burn shit down, mm -hmm. although that could be fun, but you burn it to replace it. So I don't deal with folks who aren't abolitionists in my inner circle. Like I don't deal with people who are not looking for ways to take down things that are harming our society. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's the first thing that Mr. Z said to me. He was like, is that what you think about me? That's what people say to keep us apart. And I was like, oh, you're woke. We're good. We're good. We're good. And, and that's really important. That's a very important value system to me. Okay. Somebody who wants to burn. That's what gets you hot so and heavy. Those are our dates. It does actually. That's our game uh, for today, listeners. Combo and chill. Check it out on Amazon. It's a good. It's a good investment for a date if you want to buy it for thirty bucks. Uh, it's got ninety nine cards in it, so you know it's a good. That a good that investment. is a good low cost date. Yeah, for sure. you really get that to was, know yeah, somebody. Uh, that was fun too. Yeah. I have other ones about like who would commit the crime between the three of us, like which one of us would commit the crime. I'm always the one who ends up committing the crimes when I play that game. I got your back, Nisha. I got you. Me too. I know. <laughs> they're always like, you're going to commit the crime because you're the activist. And then, and I'm like, whatever, dude, like, I just want to be the comedian. Like one of the questions is um, if you got pulled over the, by the police and you need to get your way out of it, who would be the one who talks out of it? Who would be the one who would like, um, be like f the police and they're like oh that's nisha and i'm like first of all i ain't trying to get shot uh -huh. so i wouldn't be doing no f the police right but in the game i'm always the one who's like the detective who's morally corrupt because i would be like robin hood i'm like oh my god so these are the games that i play and i love them i love them a lot mm. so anyone else i'm a what do you call that a sapien 
sexual, like, and I like intelligent games. Oh, yeah. Mm. But um, shout out to Mar for the puzzles, because me and husband try to do a 500-piece puzzle, and it's still in the box. <laughs> oh, I didn't I say it. I finished mine. I, I had a I had a small Dude, section left, and I, I just gave up. I was we like, couldn't I can't even do get it. the border done. Oh, you didn't do the border. Okay. The border is like the first thing you do. We couldn't even. We, we both sat there and looked at it and we're like, we tried. You know, we really tried. We brought it on one of our getaways and we tried. And then we both looked at each other in the puzzle. This ain't happening. Bro. And we put it back. We need one of those big piece of puzzles that, you know, one of Oz's kids would do. Right. And like, I, I think we I think we need to do not on the air, obviously, but a private game of uh, cards against humanity with Oz. You really begin to learn oh how God. sick people are and how Let's to what depths they're 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 willing to go to be like really out of control and just just nasty. Um, I'm yeah. Down. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's. You don't opinion. think you'd be in support of hanger abortions until you get that card? Oh, geez, guys, can we not? Yeah, it's that deep. I love the. Oh my god, it's a that's great game. Husband. I love I even it. Have a, yeah, I even have a game for couples, and he's like, "I'm not playing these games with you anymore." I'm like, "Well, I like that, that. game." Was played like at my bachelorette party. Mm-hmm. Cards Against Humanity. Yeah. I love it. And if the more intoxicated you get, oh, it's great. The better it it's is. great. Absolutely wonderful. The worst. Thank you, listeners. We like to know what kind of games you play. Yeah. Any adult games you play. PG adult games. We're on IG. Yeah, please. chillax. And um, or you can we'd love to hear put your in answers. Some adult games if you want to. <laughs> yeah, you we can don't DM discriminate, us, maybe. you know. Right. And we also want to thank our hundred followers. We yes. have hundred plus followers. Hundred plus. Now. Finally, we broke Woo-hoo. it. Finally. Next so goal is one k. Let's get there. One thousand. Okay. We're gonna That's get stressful. there. No, but it's not. We'll make it happen. We're gonna get there. It's I okay. See I'm it. just gonna see. The only thing is, I, we could get more followers, but I don't want the kids to know I do this podcast. So <laughs> Yo, your your problems. cover might be blown soon, bro. Cause I got big freaking dreams and goals for this show so don't get oh my god i'm trying to to take us to the next level here i'm trying to get us to serious (laughs) watch me watch uh, me work that was messy truth and combo i think the game and the podcast go together well they definitely and uh let us know let us know what your answers are you know would you go through someone's phone would you uh you know, date somebody that your friend has dated. Have you done it? Yeah, let we us know. We want to know. Give us the deets. Share. Sharing the dirty deets. This was fun. Thank you, Nisha. We love you guys. Until next time. Love you. Peace. Peace.